Welcome in to the revamped, revitalized week three of Dropping Dimes. I am your host, Matt Nose. I'm joined by longtime friend, fellow diehard NBA fan, guy that I've been to Clippers games, summer league with, who I love talking basketball with, and is actually, uh, it, uh, it killed our friendship for about two to three weeks, eight years ago, over a basketball argument. Uh, one of my favorite people in the world, Mr. Sam Tripoli. How are you, buddy? Hey, brother. You know, I just got to say that uh, I didn't know you could do what you just did on StreamYard. I don't even know how you did that. Uh, I can uh, I can walk you through it afterwards. That's pretty great, dude. Congratulations on mastering. StreamYard's great. I love it. Matt, how are you? It's good to be on your show again. <laughs> it's good. Do you want to talk a little StreamYard before we get in? Is that? I just want to do a podcast dedicated only to StreamYard. <laughs> Not a problem. I think that exists, but they'd appreciate the plugs. Yeah, so. for sure. Uh, how you been? How are the kids? Children are wonderful. They're playing in their jumperoos right now. You got to burn off a little of that energy before they go to get the, their sleep on. Is that uh, the little uh, the huggy sling thing that goes around their, you know, basically the diaper section and they can kind of bounce up and down? Yeah, there's ones that you do kind of in the uh, doorway and then there's ones that are just sell. They like, th- yeah, it's like uh, it's like a. Uh, uh, one of those jumping things that you get at kids' parties. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's for little. Yeah, it's little. They're great. They burn it. They love it, man. They jump up and down. They get excited. Burn that energy, dude. Never in a million years did I think I'd be having this conversation with you, <laughs> dude. I didn't either, but I love it, man. I love having kids. <laughs> it's really made my life so much simpler. Even though it's it, uh, there's a lot more work. It's a very simple thing. I don't care anymore. You know, I don't yeah. have to be out. I. I work out only because I want to live longer, not because I need to look good, you know, and uh, it's really, it really is just made life so much simpler for me. That's good, man. I'm glad that fatherhood is treating you well. That's a, that's a good thing. They're Dodger girls and they're Clipper girls, homeboy. (laughs) Raiderettes as well. I was about to say, you're not going to have them be, uh, Rams or soon to be departing Los Angeles Charger fans. Uh, Dude, really? Are they leaving? They're gonna, there's no way they stay. Why in the world would they stay? They're, well, they're, they're fifth team. They're the fifth team in this city. Oh no, dude! Uh, USC Trojans. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, sixth. Yeah, seven, eighth. I mean, it, it's it's yeah. kind of crazy. Well, that's an example of suits just going. We're gonna do what we want, and you're gonna come buy the product. And everyone's like, mm, no. What they should have done is brought the Raiders. To, and I know everybody hates the idea. Brought the Raiders to LA, sent sent the Chargers to San yeah. Diego. That would have gotten all the Raider fans excited, and then any everybody who hated the Raiders would be instantly become Ram fans, and you would have you'd pick a team. Yeah, it creates size as opposed to the indifference of the Chargers. To really both. I mean, the Rams have a chance, but still, it's like it's yeah. nobody cares. It's the nobody it's a, it's it's the suits, man. They're just <laughs> crazy. Well, I mean, when you don't have NFL in this town for decades, I don't know what you anticipated. Just some huge. I mean, they made that Super Bowl run, but at the same time, it's like you need to have consistent winning in order to build a fan base in this town. You need to be a winner. They or, need their version of Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin yeah. brought the Clippers to, okay, this is something exciting. We can get behind it. It became, it's not close to as big as the Lakers, but it is an actual viable team. So yeah. that's what one of these guys need. They need probably the close to that. It would be like a Patrick Mahomes or a Lamar Jackson. Which, I mean, they don't have. 
in the slightest. So they're going to be relegated. At least the Clippers are now, I would say, their third team in the city. Uh, I, I, Lakers, well, Dodgers, and Clippers. Although the Kings fans might, you know, have a maybe. Problem with that I, yeah, I mean, like I think, I think the Dodgers are the biggest. I think the Lakers just are more vi- more visible. But I think that because. There's a lot of Laker fans, but there's also a lot of anti-Laker fans. I think there's a lot of Dodger fans. Like, it's the one team everybody loves, unless you just hate, you know, baseball or hate the city. But everybody loves the Dodgers here. All right. I would still say Lakers are basketball talk. (laughs) Yeah, we can jump right in. Um, You guys are, as Clipper fan, you guys are two and two right now. Yeah. you know, that that opening loss to the Lakers, you weren't at your full complement, and you still only lost by two points. It was a close game. That one against the Suns, you couldn't make a three-point bucket, and that was ultimately, if you look at the stats, the difference in the game. Outside of that, you guys have been pretty solid. How do you like your chances thus far? Well, both, uh, both of those losses came down to pretty much the last shot, right? Yeah. I mean, Booker... You know, the Suns finally are the team that I came on your podcast and said I thought they were going to make some serious moves in the lineup and be really good. They, You know, when Delonte Aiden, fuck, or whatever his name, Dante Aiden, DeAndre Aiden uh, went down, that really hurt that team, like really hurt. And it took a long time for them to get back their their mojo, but I think they are that team now. I'm not, I don't know if they make the playoffs. I think Portland's probably going to make it over the injuries of, of the Grizzlies, but the Clippers, I I feel good. Here's, here's my biggest problem with doc rivers is doc gets this real excitement for somebody in the starting lineup. And he doesn't ever want to take it out before that was JJ Redick. And now it's Patrick Beverly. I love Patrick Beverly. Okay. I, what I get nervous about is Patrick Beverly starts thinking he's 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 on fire and starts shooting a little bit more than he should be. Well, who who do you want at the point guard? You know, do you do you want Reggie Jackson? Do you? I want- do love Reggie Jackson in the okay. on this team in that role. He's perfect as one of your go to guys. I I don't think that's his guy. Yeah, he's as not your, as your fourth or fifth dude on the floor. Probably fourth, depending on the lineup. I like him, dude. I, I think he's great. I wish they could find yeah, a way to keep him. But you have the offensive punch, so why not have a defensive specialist like Beverly out there who can still handle the ball? I think the trade-off. I don't know. I still like Beverly as a starter uh, as opposed to Reggie, but I think it's also colored by the perception of I watch Reggie do nothing in Detroit and get a full head leaving OKC thinking he should be running a team, and then we just watched evidence of you really shouldn't be running a team. At but, least shouldn't be the alpha, but he got paid. So in that he was he made he made a smart move. He got he got his money yeah. right. Yeah. So he probably got more than he ever should have, which we would agree is a smart move. Here's the problem, yeah. Patrick Beverly. I, I I keep hearing, and this is I love the Clippers. I keep hearing that we uh, uh, these defensive stoppers when we lose, and when is when we lose, it's always. From a three-point barrage of just them hitting outside shots and we can't stop it. So I love Patrick Beverly. He's one of my favorite Clippers ever. I'm not saying he shouldn't be on the team. I love him on the team. I just don't want him 
in a position where he starts shooting a lot because he thinks he's got it. You know, I mean, I've, I've watched it happen. It's like, just get the ball to the monsters, play defense, piss the other guys off, and let those guys shoot. And that's kind of my my thing. I, I love this team. I love Joakim Noah. I think he really is, yeah. for what we need him for, which is 10 minutes a game, Yes, he is perfect. He, Zubox is great. Yeah. We don't even have but- heart. Joe Kim and Pat Bev on one team. That is, if you're not a fan of the Clippers, you're going to hate them when those two are out there. I mean, trust me, as a Bulls fan, I couldn't stand Noah until we drafted him. And then I understood why Florida fans loved him and other teams hate him. It's like, oh, he's the best. He's oh, the yeah. best. Perfect. I mean, like, Zubox is finally starting to come into the player that they thought he was going to be, you know, 16 10, uh, mostly because. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mo, uh, what's his name? Uh, Montrez Harrell's been out. I mean, he's yeah, coming back now. Because, yeah, after the the funeral for his grandma, and he's got to sit in quarantine. But he should be back by the time the playoffs actually start. And you guys only need a couple more wins, and you lock up second place. If yeah, he loses one or two games, you guys get one more, two more wins. You're good to go at second. But here's the thing. I mean, the matchups, I guess, are really what matter. In the second, you get like, who would you get? Utah? You get Dallas right now. Dallas is in at seven. Now, if they can bolt up and Utah drop, it is. I would much rather have Utah or, uh, I don't know, OKC right now. There's all kinds of talk. That's a scary lineup, too, dude. Chris Paul is so loud and verbal that it's getting other teams. It's in their heads because there's no crowd noise to drown him out. So he's dictating the, the atmosphere on the court. And you're like, maybe this is the year for Chris Paul. I mean, he's got. I just, I just don't think they have enough firepower. But they're they a good team. They're yeah. a good team. That guy would be perfect on a couple teams if he was just got, got into the right place. Utah, he'd be great on Utah. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if he he stays in OKC because uh, Kid Gorgeous is just so good, dude. I love. But who's taking his contract? It's still an obscene amount of money at a thirty-five for a thirty-five-year-old ish. I think he's roughly around that age. So I don't I don't know. I think he, he he could be gone. He could stay another season. I guess it just depends on what kind of offer OKC gets. But, but I like us. I think uh, you know, Kawhi Leonard is uh, I have faith in him. Uh, I have faith in Paul George. You know, um the Morris senior hasn't really scored like he was in New York because nobody came to play versus them. But I like his attitude. He's nasty, and that's what I like. So I feel really good about it. I, I think it's going to be very hard for someone to beat us in seven games. I think it's going to be really hard. Okay, well, right now you'd have Dallas in round one and then hypothetically either Houston or Utah in round two. That's Actually, I'm sorry. It would be Denver or OKC in round two. I mean, dude, dude, you know who does not get enough credit for a, what a great drafter? He's the guy who runs Denver. I mean, dude, three that picks. Stacked. I mean, dude, two of the guys you got, you got in the second round, the Joker and Bull Bull, who I think I we talked before. I liked him, man, back in the day. Now, he needs to put on a lot of weight before he, he becomes. Because he, he can't got go bodied last low. night. Yeah, Just he has to. Out. And he yeah. has to get bodied. But, dude, I mean. I mean, how much back when his dad played, and nobody really knows what his dad's age was. Some people thought he was fifty when he was playing. Well, you know, doctored birth certificates uh, coming from a foreign country. There wasn't, you know, he was the the Danny Amendola of his day. Of like, I, I don't know, 
It's like Thom McCurr. He might be three or four years older than what he is because you can't track down his actual birth certificate. See, but so. here's the thing. Bull Bull is the future of the NBA, just thicker. Like seven five guys oh, with yeah. range, handles. Like, I love that. I can't wait to see that. But Dude, there's there's some international kid, he's like 16 or something, and everybody is saying, Look, if you thought Luca was great, this kid has all the the makings of being even better. He's Kevin Durant mixed with Kristaps Porzingis. And you're like, fucking Christ. Just, I love it, dude. I love so it. Do I. Just new. I, I mean, like I, I I want to get into my opinions of what next season's going to be for the NBA because I think they are in trouble in rating-wise. I think the games are the best. I think rating-wise, we're going to see a bottoming out. I think these playoffs are going to be huge ratings because people are just oh. starving, dude. Starving exactly. for something. And the, the atmosphere is collegiate down there with it's just the teams and the coaching staffs, and you can see them – Celebrating at all times, the virtual well, it's like fans kind of work. D three games, right? Nobody's had yeah. a D three game. Yeah, 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 but still, it's it's like a old school summer league when you could walk between the gyms and there's only twenty people in there. It was yeah. great. You could hear all the squeaking of the sneakers and everybody barking at each other. I actually wish they they'd use less crowd noise and less announcers so we could hear more of that stuff. But that's never going to happen because they want to create an atmosphere for the players and for the people watching at home. But it's awesome. And so far, like that opening night rating with Clippers and Lakers was double anything that's happened all season long. I mean, people, well, people want are desperate for this. And I, I just think it makes it a lot more interesting, dude. I think the uh the the I think young teams, this plays for them too, as well. Because like, dude, let's say you're a young team and you're in the playoffs and you're going into uh, you know the staples center. Oh yeah. With, with LeBron James and that crowd screaming at you the whole time. Like I could get you. That's not there anymore. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a, what, one of the biggest, you know, problems for the Clippers this year was even when you're playing the Lakers in a quote unquote home game, it's a home game for the Lakers. There's going to be more Laker fans, even at one of your games. And now this year they don't have to deal with that. Just like Philly is atrocious on the road. So with the fact that they're going to be in Orlando, does that help or hurt them? Because at well, home, they're, they're one of the greatest teams, but they can't win on the road. And this year, I don't know, it, you're technically all, at home or on the road at all times. Although with Simmons now, with that subluxation of the patella, uh, who knows how long he's going to be out. But it's a whole bunch of question marks. Um, what do you do guys, with that Philly team, dude? I, I mean, I don't know. I, I think you get out of Joel Embiid as soon as you can, if you can get the right package for him. The thing is, man, if he could stay healthy and that, actually I, come on, did his diet right and all that shit, he could be the best player in the league. He it, could be, but I'm with you, but you already got the cash. You got the loot. So what are you going to do? I mean, like, it's so, it's like, that's why people like LeBron James. Yes. I'm going to give him a compliment. Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. That's why they're so rare. That to me is the difference between an all-star and a franchise player is the murder vibe. And now in high pack games, we could discuss where Le LeBron James has kind of disappeared in the past, way back in yeah. the past. Yeah, but yeah. 
But like to be this good this late and just still have to drive the win is so rare when the dude's made probably in his life a billion dollars. But that doesn't always happen, man. Well, and- now he's looking at the long-term future of look look at Jordan. Jordan is a true billionaire because he was a winner and he invested and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But a lot of that came from because he was a six-time champion, just this undefeatable individual. If LeBron can cement that kind of legacy, he's but- gonna set up yeah generations of his family off of this one life. He's always sub generations of his family. I mean, let, dude, like yeah. he signed like a billion dollar a billion contract dollar, yeah. with, with, with Nike. He, LeBron James's problem is that it's like typical with almost anybody. It's like, you think you're, you're blessed to be amazing at one thing. You think that applies to everything. And LeBron James, and, and I, I have this joke, uh, it's a tweet, actually, but that the whole <laughs> coronavirus was simply done by the NBA and Nike to uh, not release Space Jams 2 because it's so bad, right? And um, it's just like his you, shows aren't good. You might want to delete that tweet. No, that tweet's great. <laughs> got, got a lot of likes before they took away my Twitter. People were Yeah, talking. what happened there? What happened? What do you I mean? Tagged, what happened? That's what I, I tagged do. Ronan, Ronan, Sam Triplin. I was like, "What happened to the one that I'm accustomed to?" Yeah, you got blackballed off Twitter. Sam Tripoli is gone. It's gone, gone. So, do you My use fun. Ronan, Sam Tripoli? I tagged well, you in that. Well, that is, uh, I'm in jail right now. I'm in seven day jail on that. So now it's a uh, Buddha Sammy right now. So, I mean, that's my backup, backup. Well, yeah, but then you got what Sam Tripoli live as well. Nope, that's not me. That's somebody else. Oh, that's not you? Nope, that's somebody else. Son of a bitch, man. Son of a bitch. So Buddha Sam is Buddha, what people uh, should Buddha's, be. Buddha Sammy. Buddha Sammy. I apologize. It's supposed to be Sammy Buddha, but that's, I don't know what happened. I didn't pay attention. But yeah, that's it. <laughs> back to basketball. You didn't pay attention when you were typing it in? What do you mean? Dude. I am multitasking right now. I'm trying That's to true. You got remember kids. what we're talking about. I got kids going. I got yeah. go, what else do I got to do today? I just multitask. But back to, back to basketball, I think the Portland Trailblazers can be a problem. I, everybody was saying that coming into, like, you know, Charles Barkley and a few other uh, talking heads we're saying, oh, that's my pick. And now that you're watching, we're like, you know what? They're at full compliment. And with Gary Trent Jr. basically shooting 75% from three, it just frees up Mello, McCollum, and Dame to shoot from wherever they want to because if if ever they have to press, then it just opens up Nurk on the inside, just dump to him. Nobody can really stop him. And yep. they, I mean, they look lethal. They could easily jump to the eighth right now. I think they're only a half game back of Memphis. Oh, so, they're going to get it, and they're going to be a problem for the Lakers because they match up the Lakers uh, to the Lakers' strength, which is big guys. They have tons of big guys to match, and we could have an argument on, you know, who is better. Uh, you know, I mean, Anthony Davis obviously is the second best player on the floor, but Dame Lillard has gone farther in playoffs than yeah. Anthony Davis when they, they led their individual teams. Now, Anthony Davis obviously has LeBron James, who has allowed that guy to kind of take over stat-wise and just be the kind of the driving force to keep it going. But I think that Portland team's full of a lot of nasty, dude. 
got chips on the shoulders, and Camilo Anthony finally finds what I think is his rightful role, which is third guy. I mean, is catch and shoot. Just he's now buried two game winning threes, or at least game ceiling threes, since he's been down there. This is exactly what. Everybody was hoping post Olympics when it's just like you need to slow down in your career and, you know, in essence, be a spot up, but be the third option. And you're right. Like the top end talent of the Lakers beats Portland. But then after that, I pretty much like everything else Portland has over the Lakers. Like yep. take take off Dame and CJ if you want to say those are the two best players. I like Mello better than anything I think that the Lakers have. Or at this point, Gary Trent Jr., Nurkic, Zach Collins. It's just like they've they've got a deep, young, hungry team. I mean, the Lakers have done way better than I thought. Now, granted, they have two of the top five, two of the top ten players in the league for sure. But the yeah. rest of that team, it, it doesn't do anything for me. But yeah. they've done very well. And this pandemic helped the Lakers a lot because they didn't have to put on heavy minutes towards the end of the season when they logged all those minutes early to get that big kind of cushion. Yeah, I mean, LeBron needs to round into end of season shape like he normally is. He's still slow, but he's also 35, having played more minutes than anybody else. My biggest biggest fear with them is they look like they're going to need to rely on either Deion Waiters or JR. Deion is getting the nod right now just because he's a little bit better a ball handler. And that, if I was a Lakers fan, that'd scare the living shit out of me. In no way do I want Deion Waiters to have any real moments and they have to. Danny Green can't hit a three for the life of him. So much so that after every game, he is trending now on Twitter with fifteen to 20,000 tweets just slamming him for the fact that he can't make a shot. And then you're relying on KCP or Caruso, what, JaVale McGee, Dwight Howard. It's a question mark. I like Dwight him. Howard in his role. I, I'm fine with that. I, if the Clippers could get him as a backup center, he's great, dude. He's great. He'll get a contract next year. He'll get a contract yeah. next year. He didn't really cause any problems. He said something about the virus, which I'll get into all that later in terms of like the NBA's real problem right now. The NBA's got a real problem. Which and is what? Which, which is, is what? Okay. This is my opinion, brother. In, in an era of awful, awful commissioners, Adam Silver is one of the worst. And I'm telling you that right now. And, Bucking and the he, trend on this. Yeah, yeah. Go. He is why? Why is worst? Why? Because as as by by my estimation and most others, find me another commissioner that could have pulled off this bubble. No, well, look at dude, look at baseball. Listen, They're just like fucking. We're just. It's because of the sport itself allows the bubble to happen. Every other sport has this giant area they have to play. In. It's a lot harder to pull a bubble off when you have a football stadium with a billion players or a baseball stadium. It's impossible, dude. He yeah. has the luxury of it. Now pulling it off is great. No, I'm not saying he hasn't done anything well. The Don Sterling thing was a layup. Good for you. He is allowed politics. So to go so hard in the paint in the NBA, it is turning people off. And I'm telling you, the ratings are going to bottom out next year. I'm telling you this right now. The ratings are going to bomb the Black Lives Matter thing. I'm not for black people. Read Black Lives Matter's mission statement and tell me if that's a pro anything American. Okay? That's garbage. Their hypocrisy on China is awful, dude. That is 
And it's going to bite them in the ass because that's only going to get worse, dude. And listen to me. I do a political podcast, okay? I I get certain numbers because it's not for everybody. But I openly know that. That's not the NBA. The NBA. Mass market product. And it's, listen, I don't, I listen, Kyrie wants to believe in flat earth. Fucking uh, Dwight Howard wants to believe the vaccine's this. You want to believe Black Lives Matter? I'm fine with that. On the court, I don't want to hear it. I just play. I know that sounds like just dribble the ball, stupid. That's not what I'm saying, man. This is meant to be an escape. That is all sports has always been is an escape. Yes, Yes, you are correct, but the players wouldn't have shown up had they not gotten these concessions of the Black Lives Matter on the court. It doesn't matter, dude. Well, they're going to learn something real quick, brother, and that is if people aren't buying tickets, I don't care how well you dribble the ball, you're not going to – and they'll get it when the fucking salary crap shrinks because the numbers are down. ESPN is going to bottom out on their ratings. They're just going to bottom out. They Time just will tell. Help. No, okay, dude. Uh, whatever you want to do, I'm telling you, they were bottoming out this year. This fucking virus, yeah, but, bailed them out. Yes, but but at the same time, all ratings are down across the board because there's so many more streaming options and whatnot. So everybody's competing for eyeballs at all times. Sports is one of the few that advertisers are still willing to go with because NFL's they get live doing eyeballs. Fine. NFL is doing fine. Okay. Baseball does right. fine. It's just spread over. Baseball does not do fine. Baseball no, is in the, a, in the trash. Baseball does fine. It's spread over a lot more games. So everyone's like, oh, I got to watch this game. The NFL has one, two, three games. It's, dude, the NF, the NBA has gotten too political. And this You're, is all under Adam Silver, who doesn't have the balls to lock it down. And it's going to bottom out. Well, I mean, we'll find out. Look, the luxury, the, the pardon me, the salary cap is going to shrink. It's just inevitable. So they're, they are going to take a hit in their pocketbooks. Had they not closed out this season, then there was a huge wash on cash. Plus, the, in essence, it tears up the they next season. They had to CBA. play eight games to honor to, to all guarantee. their, local, their yep. contracts. Yeah, to get that money in to, you know, uh, oh, oh, who is this? As she makes a quick bet. This, this is what is ninja. This is ninja. Is that her official birth? You text me that. And I was like, I think he's fucking with me. No, it's ninja. That's her middle name. I don't give out her real name. Cause daddy says a lot of crazy stuff. Like the NBA ratings are going to tank. So <laughs> I want her when she is ready to be like, my real name is this. And Sam's my dad's right. She'll have that moment. But until then, are you going to be heartbroken when she never publicly claims you just i love her whatever she does as long as she doesn't hurt people i'm fine with it so but back to it yeah it's gonna bother i'm telling you man nike already took a giant hit dude it's you get to listen man listen i i am a i I being i get called a niche comic and i at first i got offended and then i was like you know what it's right dude i'm not russell peters i'm not gabriel iglesias and they're great comics kevin hart uh joe coy Great comics. I'm just not that guy. I like to shit storm. I like to stir up the pot. And because of that, I have a smaller audience. It's just the way it is. And I can't get mad at that because people are, when you say something that people don't agree with over and over again, they don't want to spend their hardworking money on you. And that's what's going to happen with the NBA. You're I, not yet. I, the mission statement Black Lives Matter is disgusting. 
black people, I love them. I grew up on fucking Motown. I, I love them. I love everybody. Black Lives Matter is a Marxist organization. That's not crazy conspiracy guy. That is straight up in their mission statement on their websites. And people just don't want to spend their money on that. Or, or they just don't want to spend the time to actually read their mission statement, which I haven't done. I have. Uh, I have not. I, I think it's, if the players are pushing for it, I was fine with it because in essence, it's their and our league. We help fund it, but without them, there is no league. So right, this but is without us, there is no salary cap. And that's my sure. whole thing. It's like, you do business. Like, imagine if like, well, Nike did. Nike got political. People, I won't buy Nike shit anymore. I won't buy it. Their stance okay. on China is disgusting because now I'm just, I'll buy, I'm trying to get new balance now because supposedly they're the only ones that, you know, may are made in America. So that's kind of where I'm oh, at. And all those, uh, the, all I've heard is the Kawhi new balance are some of the best basketball sneakers of the past five years. So if you can get your hands on those, which are difficult to do because they, for really? whatever reason, yes, they keep, promoting and then they do limited runs and nobody last I checked, I, I checked for a while and I was like, cause I needed a new pair of sneakers and I was like, dude, I'm out. I, I, I ended up opting for the hardened fours because they fit my foot. Is this, is this still ninja or is this? Yes. Okay. She is a podcast veteran. Well, she, She's her eyes light up every time. Every time oh, her, it goes right don't past the screen, her, her eyes sister go. ghost here. Watch her sister ghost. She just stares into the camera and starts <laughs> talking because she's watched her dad do it forever. But back to NBA, I'm excited. Uh, I think the NBA should be just destroying on all cylinders. And it just gets like ESPN can't like do enough focusing on the slogans on the back of their jerseys. But the games are great. Like I know we think the Bucks are going to win, but they haven't looked that great. And we no, think I mean, the Lakers and Clippers are going to be there, but I wouldn't be surprised if they get knocked off. Well, the Clippers in that two seed, I like their road to the finals better than I do the Lakers. Cause the Lakers are going to have to beat more than likely Portland. And then after Portland, either probably Houston. And that's a tougher road than to me than, uh, you know, you got the Mavs in the first round, but I think right now Portland would be a much more difficult task. And then after that, it'd be uh, Denver, OKC. And because of Houston's three-point shooting and wide variance, when they are going to shoot 55 a night, they make 22 of those. It's going to be tough to stay in. Um, even against Portland, which they got crushed on the boards. It was like 64 to 39 on the boards, utterly destroyed. And they, they they were in that game because they hit seven more threes. And that's the only reason they were in it, even though percentage-wise, they were down on field goal percentage, three-point shooting, although their free throws are always good because Harden can get to the line pretty much guaranteed 10 times a night. Uh, all right, but well, in, the East, in the playoffs, that's his yeah. problem. He doesn't get those calls. When you're going up against equally as popular uh, players as like Kawhi or LeBron, you're not going to get all those calls all the time. Hold on one second, dude. Can you hold on one second? Yeah, I I can, you know, go hold on my on own on, for Dad, a second. It's not a problem. Yeah, I don't know, man. If if Portland makes it in, on, that matchup against the the Lakers in round one is just going to be more than likely an all timer for an opening round matchup. That eight, if they were healthy all season, there's no way they end up at eight. They're in the middle of the pack with everyone else hunting 
for those top seeds, but they're in the same zone as Denver and OKC and whatever else. So that opening round matchup for the Lakers is brutal. In the East, though, I genuinely don't know who's going to win. Toronto looks real good, dude. Dude, I love the fact that they went early because of they couldn't get players back into Toronto because they would have to quarantine for two weeks to turn around and then come back and quarantine in the U.S. So everybody just went to Florida Gulf Coast. So they had a mini camp before their regular, you know, camp to start in. So they're even more primed and they've got a deep team. They're relatively young. They have championship experience and it's next man up. Whoever is out of the lineup doesn't matter. They, they get dudes that are off the salvage heap from the G league and they play like freaking borderline all-stars uh, whenever they need them to. I mean, Norman Siakam is amazing, right? I mean, like, the best, this is the NBA's wet dream with the G League. A guy comes out of G League and makes starter for the All-Star game? Like, that's Dude, a dream, and I'm so happy for him. Most improved, too. He could legitimately win most improved again, plus All-NBA. I don't think he'll win most improved. They'll move on to somebody else. But to make the leap that he did, my that's, that's my only question with Toronto is, in a best of seven, when a defense can key on your best player, can you still get a bucket when it matters? And we haven't seen him be asked to do that yet. Once he deli- once if he delivers on that, Toronto's a problem for anybody. I think just because just balance, and I think we just we're sleeping on Nick uh, Nose. What's his name? Nick um, <laughs> Nick, Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse, man. I think we're. I think <laughs> dude, that you're guy's so away. racist to white people. You son I of really, a bitch. We dude, don't I all look alike. Took, well, you look like the one coach for sure. That was the best picture, dude. <laughs> that was the best picture. But uh, I think uh, he's an amazing coach, man. And I think he. Uh, he's I one think of the best. Underrated. And I, I, I mean, everybody thought because he got Kawhi, he, he that's why he went so far. And yeah. and dude, when you watch them the competing. They roll out like they'll roll out a zone defense. And right when the other team's offense starts to figure it out, boom, they switch over to a man. And then once they get acclimated to man, they switch to a different zone. Then they'll press on occasion. And there's just so many young guys that they run out and they double and they pull off. I mean, it is so impressive to watch on defense. And I Uh, love like the attitude. You see Lowry, John at uh, who is it? Aaron Gordon, because he fouled Aaron Gordon. He took him down hard. But he immediately said that was my foul, and Aaron Gordon called him a pussy as he was walking off. And Lowry goes, "My room's eight twenty six. Come find me. My room is eight twenty six. And you're like, "Kyle Lowry, look at you! After all these years, the Phillies coming out." Uh, and most of those dudes haven't been in fight. There's, no. They've always been the biggest guy. Nobody's ever. You remember when Shaq threw a punch? You remember that? Or remember yeah. before Kobe started taking boxing lessons when he throw punches? They never throw punches because they've always been the biggest dude in the gym. Nobody's ever messed no, with them. Exactly. No one ever stepped to him. There's no point. You're about to get your ass handed to you. Well, and then the the NBA is holding me back, as Jalen Rose pointed out a long time ago. It's yeah. fake fighting at this point. 30 years ago, yes, they actually fought. Go watch the Rudy Tomjanovich get laid out and he could taste his spinal fluid. I mean, that's a sucker punch, but still, the NBA used to be a completely different animal when it came to that stuff. Now it's a lot of posturing, uh, and no fight ever really breaks out. But I still love the bravado from Lowry and be like, listen, we're staying in the same hotel. Here's my room. Come find me, asshole. He got, I mean, Gordon's got pissed, got, got screwed. 
on the dunk contest. I mean, oh, yeah. do you listen to Scottie Pippen's ass? Well, he had to bend down a little bit. If the guy's 7'8", and you're jumping over him? Well, it's because Dwayne Wade talked him into, hey, let's let's you know finagle the score so we get an extra round, and then he changed his score last second, thereby giving his you know heat brother of the W. Is this Ghost or is this Ninja? This is Ghost, and she's six years, six months old, and she's already standing. Dude, she's... She's got, got muscles, dude. This I'm telling you, man. You're looking at the future, uh, uh, like either WNBA, tennis, or, or or um soccer player, dude. I'm telling you, man. She's how many already ripped? How many Armenian WNBA and soccer players are there? Tennis, perhaps. I don't know, but Armenian NBA Do players. Armenian, like, Armenian lesbians date WNBA players like the way the Kardashians do. I would hope so. You know I what hope I mean? So too. Secure that future. But uh, you would know better than I do as to whether or not. Why would I know better than you do? Well, because you know the history of the Armenian Race. people better than I. Uh, I really do. I really yeah. do. Don't ever forget. I don't. That, Although I did have Armenian food three nights ago, four nights ago. How was uh, it? Uh, it was. It was. It was pretty good. The lamb chops were the best. The chicken was just okay. Yeah, uh, it was just. But, uh, oh, you got chicken kebab, and you're saying Armenian chicken kebab was just okay. Uh, yeah. It was well. I ordered breast. They gave me thigh, and the thighs were about ninety percent fat. And I was like, well, this is. Yes, is it tasty? But I'm not getting any meat on this, so I appreciate that. To them, I own a restaurant, just so you know. I am a little judgy. I own a restaurant. Don't you? Don't you and your wife own a restaurant, pizza place? Oh, right? I'm sorry. Well, your mic cut out, so it sounded like you said I own a restaurant, like that was a specific ownership or something. Uh, yeah, she's got to be. Look, ownership is a strong verb to use for me or descriptive well, rather for me. Well, I don't know if you know this, but I am part owner in a professional uh, sports league. True story. I own shares in the new uh, A7. Uh, it's no helmet, no pads, a professional football league. I own stock in it. I am one of the earlier investors. So yeah, I do know it's like to own stuff, a professional league. It's <laughs> Do they have contracts that just basically stipulate that any medical problem that happens on this field, we are not liable? Is that part of the overall CBA that uh, you have with your your you know employees? Well, I'm not allowed to talk about it, but just let's say no pads, no helmet. Ooh, no pads, no helmet. Um, no medical. Well, it basically, <laughs> it basically, it's there's this thought that they're not going to launch on each other. Yeah. So, you know, they because there's this false sense of uh, a safety with a helmet on. These guys just launch. These guys aren't launching. Yes. While true, I just, uh, it opens up. How, how many teams are in this league? Are you, I can't hear you. Your mic is cut off. Like seven or eight. And where is it based? Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's just. Luchador football to underground football. You can only find. We do cockfights oh, on Tuesdays and football see. on let Wednesdays. Uh, uh, okay. They call themselves the UFC of the NFL. No, they can call themselves whatever the fuck. Hey, dude. Like. I realize I'm insulting an owner of one of the teams. 
Does that mean you can get me some uh, luxury box seats to one of the yeah, games? Dude, you can sit somewhere on the lawn too. <laughs> what does that mean? Does that mean a padded folded chair? It, this is it. A A C F L no contact. Boom. There we go. How do, you, how do you not know as part owner the name of the league of which Listen, you are participating? You know, I'm just a figurehead that they use to uh, like, dude. I I'm on this show to promote my new league. Okay, so. That's kind of where we're at with that, dude. So I don't worry about those details, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, look, you let the money work for you. You don't exactly, work for that money. dude. Not a problem. Dude, you could become a player. You want to be a player, dude? Dude, I I'm 41. No. No, I do not want to become a player. I can hook you up. You want to be a coach, bro? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, coach? I already look like a couple coaches. Yeah, uh, Especially, according, you know, I might be able to just slip in and no one notices. Oh, man, where are the games? Oh, yeah, we got some games going. Oh, there's four teams. I forgot to tell you. Oh, it looks like a little retraction from eight teams down to four. That sucks. Growth wasn't what we thought it was going to be in 2020. Yeah, it's a little huh? rough right now. It's a little rough with this pandemic, but we're doing fine. You know, we're doing fine. But back to basketball, I think we're looking at a wonderful – I'm enjoying right. I think it's – So you think, what, right now you would make the choice that the Raptors are – potentially the favorite to make it out of the East because the bucks, it sounds like you have the same problem with the bucks that I do, which is late in game, man. They need somebody that consistently can hit a bucket. So it frees up Giannis to do the things that Giannis does that he gets away with in the other three and a half quarters in the game. So if Middleton is only going to hit 35% or so of his threes, he needs to get that up to 42 to 44 late in game. And then there'll be an absolute killer. I mean, George Hill has been, the best, I believe, statistical three-point shooter this season. But will that translate in the playoffs? No idea. No idea. And then the rest of it, like, well, that we lost know he can't hit a foul shot when he needs to, and poor J.R. Smith's career took a beating for it. Yeah, I know. No one remembers George Hill missing that free throw, and everybody, well, it's easier to focus on the J.R. Smith. But, like, that, that game they lost to the Nets, that was their second unit, which granted they ran out, you know, Mason and Marvin Williams, who just joined their team as part of that closing five man lineup with Ursan Ilyasova and Dante DiVincenzo. And I'm blanking on who the fifth out there was. Uh, but those guys have championship aspirations. They should be able to take on a G League team, in essence, a glorified G League team, and close out the game. And they couldn't do it. And is that, does that actually bode for the, the playoffs themselves? Is that, you know, prognostication for they the need more shooters i don't they think do. eric blood is the guy he's a good guy off the bench we had him as a clipper i know it was many years ago i don't know if he's the guy uh i think chris paul would be someone that would be really good in that situation because yeah. you already have a guy who is the established alpha that's the biggest thing with chris paul he can't, you know, he did really well in North Carolina, uh, in Oklahoma because he, nobody thought there was going to be anything happening. So he kind of, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, who's really? Fight I'll for his you. supremacy of the team. You know, there's nobody there that's going to out alpha Chris Paul. The, the problem with him going to Milwaukee is what do they have in return that can match his salary? You're going to have to take what? You know, Lopez and miscellaneous parts plus draft picks for days. Is that enough for OKC? If I was OKC, the more draft picks, the better. They already have a thousand. I know, but at some point, you know, 
You could have too many draft picks. Look at the Celtics. Every year for like the past three, four years, they've had somewhere between three and five draft picks. And yes, it's worked out with Tatum and Brown, but at the same time, it did not become the haul for Anthony Davis that they were hoping for or the pie in the sky that they tried to sell themselves on in other regards. So yes, it's great to have draft picks, but doesn't guarantee you, you know, a championship. Doesn't even get you no, close unless you do I'm it. I'm with it you, wisely. dude. I mean, like, it could be interesting. I think, I think Joel Embiid is up for grabs. That's my opinion. I think he's up for grabs. Brett Brown is fired more than likely after the season. He should have been fired way before. Uh, Players like him. That's the reason he got to stay. But I love it. They're in the exact same position that they were before they got Butler is we need another ball handler who can get a a bucket when we need it and a playmaker in essence. It's like you still have that problem. When you're out there, it's like uh, if Tobias Harris can't get me a shot, then more than likely Joel's going to stray too far out of the paint or we're going to be relying on Shake Milton to get us something because, you know, it's not going to come from Simmons, even though he's shooting and hitting threes now. I don't know if that's going to be consistent. And with that subluxation of basically his kneecap, he could be out a week. He could be out two months. They, uh, I haven't heard a definitive one way or the other. Um, it doesn't sound like that awful an injury. He didn't have any swelling in the MRI and whatnot. Came back negative, but Philly's a big fat question mark. Al Horford has not worked with them. That I thought that was going to be a good fit. Hadn't worked. Yeah, um, it's just it's weird. I I I don't know why it didn't work either. I don't know. It's when you throw him out there with Simmons and Embiid, you would think with that kind of monstrous height, they would be a juggernaut, and the offense just slows and he can to shoot a crawl. Threes too. He can yeah. shoot threes. I just don't. I just the, Ben Simmons not being able to shoot is a problem. Is a real problem. Well, I mean, can you, can you hear Baby Zilla in the background? Yeah, yeah but uh, so Sam keeps muting his mic because it's either Ghost or Ninja, and she's not happy with all this anti-Sixers talk. She is very pro Simmons. Loves him. Thinks he's an Australian stud. And she is not going to be a lesbian like her sister. She is all about Ben Simmons. Loves him. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this about a six-month-old child. That's so wrong. Uh, can we talk about, like, what do you do with the Pelicans? What do you do with the Pelicans? What do you mean? What do you mean? I mean, like, what is, like I love Zion so much. I yes. just, there's just something. My spider senses are tingling that something's just a little off with him just a little bit like he's maybe a mama's boy i don't i'm not trying to be disrespectful i think he's one i've been following since he was a little young man do you see these videos like the seventh grader swatting people shot like 50 feet in the air i've always loved zion but something just seems just a little off and i also want to be like people get out of his way a lot it's almost a little creepy I'm just going to tell you, say that. What do you mean? Like, like the NBA sent out a memo and said, Hey, let Zion get to the fucking easy. There's something about it. Just, I'm just telling you watching it. It just looks weird. I think it's weird because he is a tank of a human being with the agility of a two guard. And I think that is what's weird. I don't, his, his wavering health is a concern. I don't take it for him being, you know, a mama's boy. I think it's maybe he's tentative because now he's had to sit out. You know, he's played 23 games 
so far in his opening NBA season, and they need to be looking to the future, not to this season. Just look, you're done. You're not going to play, make the playoffs. Even if you did, it's kind of, you're going to get swept more than likely playing the Lakers. So just get limited minutes out of him and get Brandon Ingram to become more and more of a juggernaut. I like him. Dude, he's, he is legit. He is straight legit. He is what we thought he was. Yeah. Him and now Booker uh, on a legit, this is Booker's first four game win streak of his career. That's how bad the Suns have been there in his tenure. Well, you know, it's it's just like, it's just, this is a real problem the NBA has right now in that there, you know, you're either a, 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 a superstar that stays around forever or you're a super young guy because these dudes are eating so much of their salary cap that they can't keep around as many veterans as they used to. Because some oh, yeah. guys might want to go to Europe and just make more paper to be one of those middle-level guys. So it's kind of interesting. So, I mean, Booker's hasn't had any stability. I mean, Earl Watson, that Earl Watson-led Suns team is the worst NBA team I've ever seen in my life. Ooh, I don't know. The early Sixers on the Tankathon, those were... Like when Michael Carter Williams won Rookie of the Year, that team was. Yeah, but they had some, some fun players. Like Tony to them, they may not have been good, but they was organization. I mean, as much as you can say whatever, you, I just don't think Brett Brown is the guy to get them to the next level. Brett Ooh, Brown's Philly? a guy. Yeah. Okay, we were just talking about the Suns. I no, but it. listen to me. But no, no, no. You were talking about the tanking 76ers. and that was the culture in them. It's true. Okay, I they would say at least their organ. I mean, they they he, they come to play. They just don't have any talent. Okay, the Earl Watson led Suns. That's why they got can he got canned so early. There was no. I mean, he was just basically like, D- who who wants to go? out? Oh, I don't want to practice. Anybody else want to not practice? There. It was like, it was like watching a a a, a YMCA team. It was so bad, and. I, that's who Booker's been on. And it's hard when you're a guy like Booker, right? Who didn't even start on his Kentucky team. That's how deep that team was with Cap. Yeah. Then go in there and now you're the man. And there's like no veterans there to well, like kind of yeah. put you in place. He gets drafted late first round. So it's, and you're going to a team that doesn't have an established star. So it's a good situation for him coming in of like, you look, you, if you can shoot, you got the green light to fire away. And everybody was beating him up that first year with DeAndre Ayton being like, you could have paired Booker with Luca. And still, it's impossible not to look at that and go, you should have still done that. But at least DeAndre Ayton has rounded into form. Unlike Marvin Bagley for the Which Kings. Which is crazy, dude. He I, just gets hurt. I still think he's going to be fine, dude. At this point, he though, be he's fine. been so consistently in and out that it looks like he's just going to be consistently. like my, That's my fear for Zion. He can't stay on the court. So is Zion going to be in the league in five years? I have no idea. He's got all the, the eyeballs of the casual fan, and that's why the NBA wanted the Pels in this mix and why we have 22 teams down there to kind of juice it so the Pels had a better chance of making it in. Plus, their schedule to close out was ridiculously easy compared to everybody else's that had a you know rivaling for this eighth spot. Now, the NBA says, 
we did it by the remaining schedule. And then we just lined up the teams that you had left to play who came here to the bubble. So that's fortuitous for them that it worked out that way. But fortuitous, man, look at you with that word. Somebody told his wife he's going to say that word today, huh? Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, dude. Nobody ever guessed it, but I wake up every day and be like, honey, my word of the day is this, and I am going to I'm going to say fortuitous. I'm going to say it. <laughs> Look, so the guy yeah. who I'm talking to doesn't even know what it means. You watch. <laughs> You're going to mispronounce it, and then he's going to be even more lost, and that's <laughs> going to be the best part. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Phoenix surging. So I think a lot of it, too, is like Mikhail Bridges looks like a defensive stopper and he's hitting threes at a good enough clip, somewhere around like 35%. But Aiton is taking threes and making them, but he's looking slowly but surely like he's going to be a foundational piece for them. And I think it's just Booker with him. And, you know, you've got what Rubio there as well. Dario Saric, like they've got a bunch of interesting. I I don't think Saric is going to be around. He's just a little slow, in my opinion. He's maybe off a bench guy, not a starter. But they got some. They got another draft pick coming. I think Rubio's perfect for them. Rubio can now hit a three. He's been starting to hit some threes, yeah. right? He's got and, three or four, like two different of these four uh, games. But I think he doesn't need to score. No, but he keeps he the team honest and he likes to pass. That's what you need on a team that has so many scores. And I think we're gonna see. I think the Suns are gonna look pretty nasty next year, dude. Pretty nasty. All right, in the East then. Bucks and Toronto, do you think the, the Celtics have a chance? I do. I do. If they catch fire and get going, I think they do. I think losing uh, L. Horford was uh, a bad move. I think that he's a nice, stable thing. But, you know, what can you do? You got Kemba, Kemba Walker suddenly getting hurt. And, like, it's almost yeah, like it's, the, the Celtics have some weird kind of curse at – at that, point now guard, it's, right? It's looking like that's going to be a, it could be arthritis in his knee, in his left oh. knee. And he's going to have that forever now. That's the rumors that I've heard because the four months off. And are he you came telling back me the his, streets are talking? Yeah. Well, that four months off and he came back and his knee was the exact same weird place it was before. It did not heal at all, which means that's more than likely just a condition that he's going to have to live with, much like Kawhi with oh. his degenerative leg condition. Just oh. like it's unfortunate. Yeah, the C's, I mean, Daniel Theus, I like, but that's kind of tough when that's your that's your big, in essence. Yeah. Because as much as the Celtics crow about the fact that he doesn't get a call, watching these games, man, he does not get a call. He gets he gets fucking murdered, doesn't get a call, and then he lightly touches a dude and it's a foul every time. Yeah. That that hometown bias when you hear from people more often than not is bullshit. On that one, now having watched three seconds again, I think the I think the uh, I think the refs are horrible. I mean, I think it's so hard to get excited about game when you think the refs are going to have a say and stuff. There were uh, Lakers Clippers. There was a lot of bad calls that went against the Clippers. A lot of bad calls. They yeah. even Chauncey Billups, who does their things like, dude, I don't know how they're not losing their skulls right now with some of these calls. The last call at the end on Paul George, who was third in MVP yes. last season, nothing on that. And it's well, just, did you really feel that that was enough to call a foul a on a fan. game? Yes. Well, okay. To me, that one was like, okay, Paul, it's you're. I don't think so on that one. I don't think so because. At the same time, on the Booker one, he hit his offhand on that shot. And that's roughly, to me, the equivalent of the foul of LeBron pushing you in the air. 
but he didn't get called for a foul on that. So the refs are letting those last second shots kind of go unless it's egregious. Now there have been some calls, but usually they let it go. This is in essence a playoff atmosphere. So those last second heroics, unless it is just flagrant, it's gonna, they're going to let them play. They're going to, and that's not good for uh, James Harden. And that's why his game never translates to the thing. Here's to the next. I want to talk about Russell Westbrook is probably the greatest player that will never be discussed as one of the greatest players ever. I love watching him play. I love his attitude. I love that. I mean, like he's, he's just great. Just think, man, you know, it's like Bob Cousy is a top 50 player of all time. Like if you set Russell Westbrook back to that time, what kind of murder would happen in that league? Yeah, true, but it's a, that's why you can't really compare. I that get that, wide but it's so funny, dude, because he probably won't make any all-time great like list, which he totally should because his game is insane. For three to four years, he was my favorite player in the league. I'm not an OKC fan, but it's just if they're on, I cannot wait to watch him because he plays with an intensity that I've only seen from Kobe and before Kobe was Jordan. He is out there to kill every competitor that he comes into contact with. And I actually enjoy watching him now on uh, Houston, even though I don't care to watch James Harden play, but I will suffer through to watch these wide open lames where he can just run in and rattle home a monster dunk. Because every time he comes down, it does that. He's one of the few guys where I feel like he earns it every time. Because he plays at just a hundred percent intensity, no matter what. Do you uh, like so? Like Ho- Al Horford would be great on that team because he shoots the three on offense, gets out of the yep. way, and on defense he can play down low, man. He can but play at this point, low. is is Horford getting a little too long in the tooth for his contract? Because I mean, they are at win now, and that's another one where if they say they get bounced in the first round, what do they do? Their best asset is James Harden, but there's no way they trade him. And I don't think anybody wants Russell Westbrook uh, currently, maybe in another year, but I don't think so right now just because you're going to have to take on a, a sizable contract to do it. But their best asset is James Harden. They could get a lot of takers for it, and they could just blow it up and start over and get picks galore. Uh, but I don't know what they do. If they flame out again in the playoffs, just like D'Antoni's done for sure. And then I don't know how they rejigger this team again because they have no assets. They're hamstrung on their cap. Uh, uh, it's weird. Uh, you know who could we, I would like to see Russell Westbrook on? Sacramento Kings. Now, I don't get me wrong. I love their... What, him and De'Aaron? I like De'Aaron. They need a guy that is like a franchise player, like somebody that can excite. I don't know what it is, but ever they haven't had that since Chris Webber. They, I mean, Boogie Cousins is great, but he, he's just not that guy. Russell Westbrook is a dude, like, I don't care where you send him, he's going to go and murder everybody. Oh, yeah. And, that's- and I would love, like, that. I, I love the city of Sacramento. They deserve a great team. They just can't get that player. They could have gotten Dodgers. And I can't believe that. Uh, what's his place? Thing? What's his face? Vladi Dibots didn't get him. I know. It's 
you're looking at it going, what What are you doing? You have a relationship with him and his family. Now, the, the rumor is that Luca's dad and Vladi have beef, but now I've heard reports from both of them saying that's utter horseshit. So why didn't you take him? You pair him with De'Aaron Fox, and then you got Bogdanovich just to sit over there and shoot, and Buddy Heald maybe come off the bench, run the second unit as six-man. It's just like, dude, this team is going to be able to score at will because the lanes for De'Aaron Fox, that dude is lightning quick. He's in the argument for the fastest in the league. He's great. I love him, and I wish he was on a team that had a true vision and direction as opposed to the Kings, and it just, I don't know, because Bagley didn't pan out, they kind of seem rudderless on some level. Um, but Luca, De'Aaron I Fox. Think Bagley's going to be, I think, listen, dude, here's my opinion. Is these guys, um, when, when uh, for bigs, it's really hard in the NBA, even today's NBA, mm-hmm. because they come in against and play against what I consider to be the the premium optimum number one genetic super freak which is an nba big like it just like the amount of muscle you're yeah. going up against and even though you're a big kid you're 611 you're still a kid you're going up against like okaford and all those guys that are just or what's his face that was he that's uh used to play on okc but um oh serge serge abaca like dude yeah. that guy's a killer Oh, yeah, it was pure chiseled muscle. Like it's on, you know. Yes, I agree. It does it does take longer? Well, usually it takes longer for point guards, like the longest, because they have to basically they're floor generals. Uh, but bigs, like you have to acclimate to taking that kind of punishment night in, night out. You gotta you gotta put in the time in the weight room. You gotta get your diet right. You need to get your conditioning up. Like that's it's asking a lot of you. Um I don't know though. Show I mean, me Bagley's- one big that came in right out of the gate and didn't get hurt. They all get hurt outside wow. of cat. That's about it. Everybody since then, they all get hurt, man, because they are getting their butt kicked by also- the biggest grown ass men out there. And the human body by and large is not meant to be that size and do this physical activity over and over and over again. I mean, it's, it's why they get broken feet is a, common one for bigs like that it's what killed but the then they grow guy. into it after a while you know as long as it's not your knees you can be fine once your knees go you got problems dude i said well it's that's even gotten better i'd be more afraid of the foot than as a big because that's tanked more careers than yeah. knee troubles uh yeah. just because that surgery has gotten so much better and better and better. Guys will blow out their their knee and come back in 18 months, and they're just as fast as they were before. Imagine uh, Bo like, Jackson today. He could come back the following season and still be decent. They, he could have had they then. Uh, it, what I've heard is had they gotten to the surgery quicker because his, his hip turned necrotted faster, so then there was nothing to basically – they had to cut out all the dead tissue, and at that point it wasn't going to regenerate or regrow. So he might have been saved had they gotten to it quicker because it was like lack of blood flow from an impinged capillary or something along those lines. Uh, all right. Well, look, we're at an hour now and you got kids. And so I don't want to. Sorry keep you about this, you dude. Through. Sorry. Dude, don't worry crazy. about it. My apologies, dude. We're, we're, we're learning how to pay. We're going to 
we got a separate room. We we got clean out, and that's going to be the room for all the kids while I do the podcast. But this is kind of where we're doing. So my apologies, your listeners. Normally, I'd be in studio with you guys screaming at Matt in agreement, which we always do. Um, so should we make some predictions right now? Okay. Out of the West, I think it's the Clippers. Yes. I do. Yes. That team is deep. They have a genuine sense of understanding of who they are, and Doc knows how to run to coach a front running team. Is there an asterisk on this league on this win? No, no, not. Yes. If, if you manage to make it through this, it is in the East. Uh, I, I'd say it's either Raptors or Celtics. I like those two teams better because there's just more guys can get me a bucket. How late. about Kawhi versus the Toronto Raptors? What a great story. That'd be, huh? And then that's the, a great, it's a great story, but they will murder more than likely. The, the Raptors, and that, that I'll feel bad about. I don't know, man. I don't know, dude. That team is well coached, man. They are. They play I, great I, I think, I think Doc Rivers is overrated. I'm just going to be honest with well, you. Well, between those two, I take Nick Nurse. I think Nick yeah, Nurse. Yeah, for sure, dude. Yeah, but Doc, Doc can do the Phil Jackson of he knows how to coach talent, like high-end talent, and that's a skill in and of itself. Yeah, so, I agree with that. I, so I have Clippers. I'm biased, but I really do feel the Clippers. Uh, yeah. uh, I feel. I think like it's so hard right now, though, dude. I mean, dude, there's. I like as much as I love the NBA season, and I, I wouldn't want them to take any. I'm one of the guys who I, I. They could have more games. I would love it. I just love NBA basketball. It's in my bones. That's why saying yeah. all that stuff about earlier just really breaks my heart. Because, but I love it, dude. But man, do I love that every game is like, oh, like you could lose this game. I don't care how good you are. You could, there's no breaks. This year is up for grabs. It's, it's the first year in a long time where I don't have just a nominal, like an odds on favorite, like other years. It's like, oh, of course the Warriors and the Cavs are going to make it out of their respective conferences. Or, you know, it's, you can just, you know who it's going to be. And this year it's like, I don't know. You could sell me a lot of different realities and all of them could end up, you know, all of these are plausible. So who do you like so, out of the East? Who's your choice? I, I think it's going to be, I like Toronto so far, man. Wouldn't yeah. doubt if it's the Bucks, but I, I think it's Toronto, dude. I think it's Toronto versus the Clippers. And I think it's going to be a great finals. I could eat. I could see Boston. I, I just, don't think it's going to be the Bucks. I just don't think they have enough outside shooting to rely on to open up that thing. And it's hard, dude. It's hard. And the, you know, same it's thing so with the weird Lakers. To say that. It's so weird because their point differential puts them historically as one of the greatest teams in regular season history. They've just murdered teams all year. But in these close games, like that one against Houston, game two for them that they lost, I believe it was. I know they lost. I think it was game two is what I'm saying where late in game, it just, they put a human wall in front of Giannis and he kicked out to Middleton and Middleton's a defender got up close on him, and they have to force this shitty shot. And like, that's the game. What else does. And that's on the coach who everybody is like boom. is like one of the greatest uh, 
Well, well, such a great. It's like, dude, you gotta, you gotta change. You gotta you adjust, gotta adapt, dude. Yeah, and uh, I, that's why I think I don't know, man. And the fact that they didn't pick any shooting when there's a lot of shooters out there, dude. There's a lot. Like the NBA now is filling up with shooters. It's almost like you can't be in the NBA if you're not a shooter. You just can't be. Oh well, you have to develop the three point shot if you're going to get any kind of playing time. Yeah. Uh, real quick, can I say something? I Go. think the hiring of uh, Tom Thibodeau for the Knicks is the final straw that will get rid of uh, the the owner. But Dolan? Yeah, I think he'll be gone. I think this is going to go so badly and blow up in their faces so badly that they're going to be after. Yeah. It, I mean, I don't know. The only way he'll get bounced is if owners vote him out, and the owners are hesitant to do that because they don't want to set a precedent for themselves getting voted out. Dude, uh, they, they're setting it up, man. They're setting him up to get out because that team is horrible in the biggest market. And Oh, it's now, been horrible for a long time. Yeah, and, dude, they're gonna, a scandal will come, and they'll get rid of him, dude. They want him out. Quite possibly. We only time will tell. I don't know if Tom Thibodeau was an awful hiring. They should have hired the Nets, the Nets guy. Oh, Kenny Atkinson. I I hope my Bulls fire Jim Boylan and pick up Kenny Atkinson. Why won't they, dude? Everybody hates that guy. He's, uh, yeah, the team likes him and then hates him and then likes him and then hates him. And it goes back and forth. But when you watch the games, it's like, I don't understand why this is. And Markin and they took the ball out of one of our, if not our best player outside of Zach Levine, uh, took the ball out of his hands. He had less touches, and he was less of a focus in the offense overall. Ooh, just like, what ooh. am I watching? Glory Markinen. Boylan took the ball. like they, they told him before the season started, we are going to take the ball out of your hands more, so you need to rebound so you can touch the ball and get more shots. And you're like, uh, the, dude's, the dude's an excellent three-point shooter, and he opens up the spacing on the floor for everybody else. Why the fuck would we limit his touches it doesn't make any sense yeah i don't know so yeah i hope kenny atkinson goes to the bulls because with a new front front office maybe they can get the edict from ownership to say it's time to fire Boylan, even though you guys just resigned him to an extension sucks let's eat that money and go out and get somebody that can mold a championship winning team because it sure as shit isn't this guy chicago not being good i mean they were talking about during the uh nba also game like there just wasn't any heat in that town for it because the team has sucked for so oh, long. Well, no, there is. But if you heard the heat, it was fire Gar Packs, which they finally got rid of Gar Foreman. Uh, but the, the heat was, we're sick of this. We're sick of this. You know, you're running out our best players and we just keep drafting young guys, developing them, and then getting them, you know, out of town once they become a legitimate kind of player or a coach that's worth his shit and we drive them away. It's It's annoying. What about but, how do you think Derrick Rose would be on uh Milwaukee? I like him off the bench, dude. Oh dude. He's it I it it I was hoping at the trade deadline he would either get traded or get bought out so he could join a contender because I would love to see him get a championship and be a legitimate six man, like coming off and just crushing second units as a former MVP. Uh and thereby potentially get himself into the Hall of Fame because right now he'll be the only MVP that doesn't make the Hall of Fame, the only one in the history of the league. Yeah, he still could do it. Like, I think Joe Kim Noah, if he gets a ring, like with the Clippers, and has a good season, you could start seeing some talk about that as well because guess what? He did more than Grant Hill did. 
Yeah, but Grant Hill was the face of a franchise and was anointed as the second coming. Whereas Joe Kim, look, one defensive player of the year, came in fifth in MVP voting one year. Is he good? Yes. But I think if Ben Wallace struggles to make it in after having won two championships and multiple defensive players of the year, I don't think Joe Kim Noah has a case. Okay, who do you think deserves to be in the Hall of Fame more? Uh, Camille Anthony, Robert Ory. Mellow. Oh, get out of here, dude. Dude, get out of here. There is a difference from being the face of a franchise and the guy that everybody D's up uh, versus the dude that comes off the bench and is an occasional starter that hits big shots. There's and a by hit, not occasionally hit big shots, eight championships, dude, was a play a big-time yes, yes. player on eight championships. Every team that Camilo Anthony went to, except for Portland, and early on in Denver, because they had it early on, yeah. and then and then at the end with this team, Portland, he's destroyed their chemistry. When I it's I would say it's not so much he destroyed their chemistry, he destroyed their chances by forcing himself to get traded to the Knicks, thereby making the Knicks sacrifice every young asset and future asset that they had to send back to Denver to facilitate this trade just so he could get the Supermax extension with the team of his choice. He fucked the Knicks and himself and his legacy over because he was chasing that money. I don't think it was him or his shitty attitude, although he did run Jeremy Lin out of town because he didn't like Dude, Jeremy Lin getting the just attention. remember that when he came to York, Amari Stoudemire just signed, and they were actually pretty good. Yeah, but Amari's knees were down, going downhill, you know, precipitously quick at that point. Uh, what what did you just say? How quick? What? Precipitously. Oh, look at you. Is that the other word you said you were going to tell your <laughs> wife you were going to say today? Dude, I got a list. I'll, I'll send them to you afterwards. When I explain how you do the video up top with StreamYard, I'll also give you the, my daily list of words that I try and hey, force dude, you, into do conversation. Do you do any uh, premium content? For this? Like Patreon or anything like that? I do it for another show. Yeah, I do Patreon. Uh, I'm on this new service, and I think I might start a sports pay, uh, a sports premium show on yeah. there, and uh, I'm super happy with them. Maybe if you're looking for something else to do, generate some money, maybe we can do something, because I like yelling at you. <laughs> Hit me up, man, as long as we do it like this, because I can't be around. Like, If my wife gets sick, then she has the potential chance of getting 35 of her employees shit sick and shutting down the shop, and it's I too it. much. Yeah, so I, have I don't to, mind I, this, dude. As a as a side gig premium content, dude, I, I I would rather do. I I would be surprised if more people stick with this, even when they come back. I already have one that I do a show with, and he's like, I'm pretty I'm pretty certain I want to stay with this going forward. Be like, all right, I can't change your mind if that's what you want to do. There's but no I know I, I reached out to one friend we have in common who I've had on the show. I don't know ten times, and he was like, I'll only do it in person, and be like, well then, man, I can't. You're not on this show then until the, we get a fucking vaccine. So what I'll see you. What a weird thing to say. Like, yeah. Why would, just, it's, a, uh, it's just a weird. I'll only do it in person, okay? Yeah. I I probably know him and probably love him, but I think it's a weird You do, thing. and you do. I, and do I agree that a, a conversation in person is way better than doing yeah. it via this, yeah, but you right. don't have an option right now. There's just no point. I couldn't agree more, dude. I couldn't agree more. Um, would you want to plug anything before we get out of here? And I'll tag you as uh, baby Sammy. 
No, God, dude, respect my authority. Okay. Dude, you still get my last name wrong about 70% of the time. That's that's our friendship. (laughs) Hold on a second. Hold on. Let me find it for you so I can show you where it is. Here it is. Right. See, okay. At it's actually Buddha, Buddha, Buddha Sammy. At at Buddha Sammy. I will it's, I will hit you up on in, this. Yeah, Ronin Sam. Yeah. Anyways, that's good. So Ronin, uh, I, I did. Is Ronin one of yours or no? Yeah. That, yes. 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 Okay. That is my main one that I'm in jail right now for. And then I had okay. to start a second one because when they get rid of you, they say, "Do not start another." Uh, do not start another account. You're like, well, I already had that account, so I already started. Um, if you want to check out my stand-up, just go to samtriplee.com or check out uh, youtube.com backslash Stand-Up. I have a very popular podcast called Tinfoil Hat with Sam Tripoli. It is available everywhere you listen to podcasts, and you can watch it on YouTube. I have a Patreon. Go to patreon.com backslash or forward slash, depending if you're a nerd dork. Okay. Uh, slash, we'll say, uh, Tim Fall Hat. And I have a brand new podcast. It's my spiritual podcast. It's called Zero with Sam Tripoli. And that's at rockfin, R O K F I N dot com slash zero. Well, there you go. Hit him up. Go to at Buddha Sammy. Follow him on Twitter over there until Ronan Sam Tripoli gets unlocked, if it ever gets unlocked. But if not, there is at Buddha Sammy. Uh, thank you for joining me today. It and, was great. Uh, Sorry about the kids, man. You know I love talking to you. Just you uh, know, we're just in that age where they just they're you know, he, mom mom's doing a great job. She gets overwhelmed, and so my apologies. Once everything's back to normal, uh, we'll be back to rock. Don't even sweat it. Man, I love you. I think you're one of my favorite people to talk sports with. I Sorry we can't see each other more because of this whole yeah. thing, but but I look forward do? to seeing you. And uh, say hi to your wife, and we'll do it again soon. All right. Well, that is it this week for Dropping Dimes. Make sure to subscribe to the feed of your choice. This is a, a new venture uh, branching out of my own, so please support me. I thoroughly appreciate that. If you love all the NBA talk and basketball content, that's what this channel is for. Uh, it's an excuse for me to watch basketball as much as humanly possible without pissing my wife off. So the more of you that watch, the more that I get to watch, and I thoroughly appreciate that. I could give two shits about any money that generates here. Uh, I really just want the excuse to watch more basketball. So follow me at Matt Nost. Uh, I live tweet during some games. I try not to do too much because I don't want to clog up people's Twitter feeds with nonstop NBA talk. But uh, thank you so much for watching Dropping Dimes. We'll see you guys next Wednesday at noon and uh, adios. Adios.